Today on CityCast Boise, okay, here's my hot take of the day. We need more murals in the Treasure Valley. Sure, there's great public art in Boise already, but I want it on every corner. So today, I'm talking with Miguel Almeida, whose murals are adding color to everyday buildings and inspiring first-generation Mexican-Americans living in Idaho. It's Thursday, August 4th, 2022. I'm Frankie Barnhill, and this is CityCast Boise. I love to hear the artist's journey, like how you became an artist. What first sparked your interest in art? Has it been something that you have done since you were a kid? Yeah, so um, it's something that I did as a kid. I enjoyed drawing my favorite characters from like TV shows I was watching. It's funny, as an adult, I found some of my old drawings in like my mom's cookbooks. I used to draw in her like cookbooks and it's like Dragon Ball Z characters. Um, Pretty much whatever TV show I was obsessed with, I was always drawing, drawing those characters. And I seem to kind of never grow out of it. In high school, you know, middle school, I still loved art. I don't think I started taking it seriously till probably like around age, like my mid 20s was when I kind of started thinking of it more as like a career possibility. Did you feel support from your family, your peers, um, people around you? Did you know any artists uh, when you were young or, or realize, like you said, in your 20s that this could actually be like a real career path for you? Yeah, I think um, as far as my parents go, they're both from Mexico. So um, they came here, they just pretty much had to work jobs to survive and kind of provide for their kids. So I think for them, especially my dad, he kind of wanted me to do something more practical. I don't think that he saw art as like a way to make a career. So and my mom always usually told me like, whatever makes you happy. But my dad definitely always pushed for something more practical. And I don't blame him, you know, he was just trying to look out for me and didn't want me to struggle like they did. So I think it took a while for him to come to around the idea that I wanted to do art. And then I think just growing up, I didn't know any artists. Um, I wasn't surrounded by people that were making a living out of it. And social media wasn't really a thing when I was in high school. So it's not like now where you can just follow all these artists that are making a living out of it versus like when I was in school, we didn't have that. And the only artists you kind of learned about were the ones that were dead. Right, right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think it's it's so interesting to hear about, you know, we know that representation is so important um, for allowing people who are younger just to even imagine themselves, oh, I could do that because someone who looks like me and has the same experiences as me um, could do this and they're making a life out of it. So yeah, that's that's really interesting. What is your, I guess, just tell me a little bit about your style. For people who haven't seen it, I was just driving down Chinden over the weekend, and I was like, oh, there's there's some of Miguel's art right there, um, and, and going through Garden City and lots of other places. But describe your style um, for people who, who haven't seen it yet. The kind of work that I do is very flat. It's more colors. I try to use like a limited palette when I, when I work, and then a lot of my art is inspired by like who I am, you know, my identity, I feel like it's a reflection of my identity, which is a, you know, first generation Mexican American. So a lot of what I do is really inspired by, um, by my Mexican culture. Um, a lot of the colors I use are inspired by the cities in Mexico. Um, our culture uses a lot of colors from our pastries to um, decorations or clothing, you know, like 
a lot of it's mixed in. So I think I try to always add some of that into my work. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's important to kind of include that in my work and represent it, especially here in the community, because I feel like there's not a whole lot of representation of that, even though we have a decent sized population, especially in the Treasure Valley. Yeah, so many of the artists that we hear about here are white. I think that's, that's yeah, there's no question about that. Um, I love that you said the thing about pastries, because that's exactly it. When I look at some of your work, even just like the pastel colors, but then the bright colors, it does look like some delicious, like baked good <laughs> that I would just love to eat. Um, do you have mentors here who are Chicano or Mexican, or are you kind of looking elsewhere to other communities where that, you know, that identity is really represented in the art and trying to bring it here to Boise, Garden City, the Treasure Valley. As far as like having mentors, I don't think I've, I really have any. Um, I do look at other artists. I do, you know, study other artists. And um, I do admire like artists like um, Mariana Edwards. She's a teacher, but also an artist. Her artwork's really, really beautiful. Um, same thing with Bobby Gaitan. Um, I admire his work a lot. So I definitely get inspiration from them, you know, but as far as like having mentors, yeah, I feel like I'm always kind of looking, I guess, outside, um, you know, looking, looking at like the culture where my parents are from in Zacatecas, um, studying a lot of that, looking at a lot of that art, trying to find a way how I can implement some of that into what I create. Yeah. What is it about being a muralist in particular and painting, you know, murals that are public art that, uh, yeah, people who are just driving, driving down Chinden at 40 miles per hour or whatever can see um, compared to other forms of your painting? Like why, why murals and, and how does that differ when you choose that as your, uh, as your medium as opposed to other ways of painting? Yeah, I think um, what really interests me about mural work is um, you can make it accessible to everybody. You don't have to know about art galleries. Like my parents have probably never been in an art gallery like most of my uncles and aunts. So I feel like that's kind of what makes me really interested is that anybody can experience art that way. And I feel like it's a good way to tell those stories because somebody like my parents, you know, who's never been to an art gallery can just be driving by somewhere and see some art that represents them. It's more accessible. Yeah. And yeah. And it's free. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, How do you go about taking on a mural? You know, it's such a big canvas. I actually did my first two large scale murals this year. Um, I did the one at Zion Art Art Glass Building, and then I did the one at Vision Kit, and I definitely was a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because um, before that, the biggest I've worked was maybe four feet by like two feet. Okay. So when I said yes to this like twelve foot by like fifteen foot wall, I drove by it and I sized it up, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is insane, like. <laughs> But as far as like kind of how I went about it, I just broke it down into a process. You know, I think with mural work, um, going in with a plan really helps, like knowing what what you're going to kind of work on first, planning what colors you put down. Um, And I think once I did my first one, I kind of got the process down. And when I did the second one at Vision Kit, which they definitely took a while. And I know for the Vision Kit one, which is the largest one that I've done, I think it took about 80 hours in total. Wow. Okay. Okay. And now you're part of the Garden City Placemaking Fund. Tell me about that and, and what is that? Um, what are you trying to do? I just kind of got asked to kind of kick off the project, I guess, like kind of be like the first artist to kind of kick it off. Um, okay. 
I think November of 2021 was when I got involved, when they reached out to me and we had like the first meeting. So it was me, Ashley Dreyfus, uh, Julia Green, James Lloyd, and then the dudes from Vision Kit. We were all just kind of talking about it. And it was funny how quickly time passed and we were actually doing it. But it was pretty cool kind of kicking it off and just going into this, you know, just being able to just kind of connect with other artists, you know, getting to meet Julia Green, getting to meet James. Like I've always enjoyed all of their work and I've never really had a chance to meet them. And um, I've known Ashley for for a couple of years now. So it was kind of cool to connect with all of them, kind of hang out with other artists and just try to create something that hopefully will bring more public art to Garden City and get more businesses on board. Yeah. And I would assume too, I mean, part of it is we're coming out of a pandemic. We're still in the pandemic, but you know, because things have opened up a little bit, you probably were missing that, having that um, in-person connection with other artists, I would think. I'm kind of bad about hanging out with other artists or like <laughs> being around. Um, and we were all talking about it because we kind of just, you know, like a lot of us are years are just project based, you know, it's like month to month just goes one project to another. So a lot of us are kind of just like hidden in our studio, just kind of working away. So and that's kind of how I am, you know, I'm, I'm usually just like in my studio space, just kind of working away on projects. Um, so it was super cool to get to hang out with them for a couple for a couple months. Tell me about um, how you see the Boise visual art scene, Garden City art scene, you know, what's what's going for it and what's kind of something that you think is missing that there needs to be more of? I think Garden City is doing a pretty good job of it, especially with like the murals popping up. Um, I think they're giving more opportunities to artists that are local here. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of one of the goals through the Garden City Placemaking Fund was they want to give those opportunities to artists here. Because from my experience too, when I would apply to murals, um, I would always get told no because I just didn't have the experience. And um, I think they realized that with a lot of local artists, so they started doing that. I think I would like to see more artists of color doing murals. I think getting some of those stories out there. I know the state is about like 90% white American. Um, It's, we don't have the best diversity here in Idaho, but I think it'd be nice to get some of those stories out there, um, get some more artists by, or more murals by artists who aren't white, you know, because I feel like our stories should be told in public spaces. And I feel like that representation matters because some kid will look at that and, you know, see themselves represented in art, which is something I never had as a kid. I never got to see art that represented me here in Idaho. So I think having more of that is the direction I hope the art scene goes here in Idaho. Yeah, well, it it is obviously a very white state but the most, um, the population that's growing the most are the is the Latinx community. So, uh, yeah, it makes complete sense, and um, representation definitely matters. I mean, your story alludes to that totally. So, um, I hope I hope to see that as well. Um, is there is there a mural or a piece of work that you've done that you feel most connected to? I would say the last mural I did at um, Vision Kit was one that I felt like I was really connected to. It was kind of like a dream, a dream mural, one that I didn't think that I would maybe get to tell here in Idaho. The story is pretty much just touching on a story that I think is very much in common with me and the Mexican community here and here in Idaho. So my parents came here um, when they were teenagers and they worked in farms, kind of worked their, their way up to get better, better jobs. And I feel like that's like a big thing in the community is. A lot of us, um, you know, we come from parents who work the lands here in Idaho 
And I wanted to tell that story through that mural, which is why I have the two characters kind of walking with the produce buckets and then the child riding on top, kind of reaching for the stars. So I think that one was was a very close one to me. And it was kind of like a dream mural that I wanted to do here in Idaho. So I'm glad I got to do it pretty early on. Wow. Yeah, that's that's great. Thanks for describing it to us. Uh, it's, a, it's an amazing mural. And I hope everybody after this goes and checks it out for sure. You know, you've participated in a lot of uh, projects. We've been talking about the Garden City Placemaking Fund, but you've also um, worked with advocacy groups, nonprofits like ACLU, Idaho Immigrant Resource Alliance. Um, and then you even have a Boise Public Library card uh, uh, that's out there. Why do you feel like compelled to participate in, um, in those kind of projects? And, you know, what are you trying to do with your art through those projects? I feel like it's kind of, you know, the least I can do to give back to my community, Um, especially issues that deal with farm workers. I came from a family that, you know, they worked those jobs for many years. Some of them still do. You know, my grandparents, both my grandpas would would take trips from Zacatecas to Idaho to work for a year or two and then come back home. Um, So and just kind of just knowing how hard that work is and how little money they get paid and then just kind of the way people also demonize these people. So um, whenever it comes to issues like that, I, I feel like it's the least that I can do with my art is to try to raise awareness. But also, if I can, you know, try to raise money, like for the heat and smoke relief fund to help provide um, supplies to keep them cool, because a lot of times, the owners of the farms aren't are doing the bare minimum or not providing anything for them. And I feel like I I'm in a very privileged point in my life too, where being an artist is you know, it's such a privilege. So a lot of times what I'm doing through those is just trying to use like my platform and, um, you know, the privilege of being an artist to be able to help raise money for these causes. Hopefully, you know, people start getting more involved with the community with art, you know, because I feel like art is such a powerful tool. Yeah. Say more about that. I mean, um, it's a tool for uh, exposing people to new ideas for, uh, sharing stories. Um, what else can it do? Yeah, I feel like um, a lot of artists that I follow too, you know, like, they use their art to kind of raise awareness, they use their art to help raise money for these causes. Um, and I feel like that's kind of what what I like to do with mine as well. And um, I think it's a great tool for that. Because like, some of these things that I've been doing, like these little benefit raffles, where it's just like $5 a ticket, um, it really doesn't take a whole lot from me to do. But the end result is like if it raises a couple hundred dollars. And um, so far, they've been doing pretty good. The heat and smoke one, we raised almost $700 in a week. Yeah. What would you say to someone who is young, is maybe a teenager or even younger and is uh, Chicano or Mexican or... um, uh, just feels like their stories aren't being represented here, but they want to stay in Idaho. They want to be an artist. What would you tell them? I would tell them to just find those artists that inspire you because there are there are really great um, Chicano, Mexican um, artists here in, in Idaho. I just don't think a lot of us have art out in the public as much. I just had an intern who goes to Caldwell High School over the summer, and it was kind of cool mm. just like mentoring him and 
it was funny. He was talking about how he was thinking about leaving the state to go to school. And by the end of it, I think he was kind of realizing like, oh, you know, like I can stay in Idaho and do this. Um, if I can give this kid something that I didn't get when I was younger, like, and it seemed to, it was very enjoyable. You know, it would trip me out that we were about like 10 years apart, <laughs> but he reminded me so much of like me when I was in high school, just like really in art, but not kind of sure where, where they wanted to go with it. And I think it was just him meeting an artist that, you know, looks like him, um, comes from a similar, uh, back background like him that is doing it. And, um, I think that's really it, you know, just kind of finding those, those inspirational artists, um, seek out mentorships. Yeah. Well, how, how full circle is that though? Because you didn't really have that when you were coming up and now you're, you're creating that as a mentor for, for young people now. How awesome. Um, before, before we say goodbye, I wanted to ask, uh, a little bit about what you're up to right now. What are you, what projects are you doing that you're excited about? Yeah. So right now I'm just, um, I'm working on finishing up some designs for a mural that I'm doing out at a skate park in Meridian at Tully. Um, and then I'm finishing up another mural, mural concept for one that I'm doing out in Seattle for one Mm. of the Google buildings. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. so, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Got that Google money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> for you. That was it was a wild opportunity. Yeah. Um I got very lucky that somehow like a friend from college, I think his partner knew one of the interior designers working on a new Google building. Okay. And they were doing like this little like taqueria shop and they threw my name in there for the art and they reached out to me and been working with them and yeah i'm gonna go out to seattle the last week of august to go to go install it oh that's awesome that's so cool congrats well miguel thank you so much for coming on the the podcast and telling us about your work and uh yeah really hope that people will go check out some of your murals and we'll make sure to to link to some of your uh work and your instagram and and so people can check it out sweet yeah thank you for having me And if you're feeling inspired to check out Miguel's Garden City murals, you can see his climate action piece at Zion Warren Studios on the riverside of Chinden and 33rd Street. And just right across the street off Chinden, you'll find another mural at Vision Kit Studio. Thanks for listening to CityCast Boise this week. We love making this podcast and we want to know who we should talk with next. Have an idea for the show? Email us, boise at citycast.fm. The show is produced by Evelyn Avitia and Jennifer Jarrett. Our newsletter writer is Blake Hunter, and I'm Frankie Barnhill, host and lead producer of the show. Our music is by All the Kimonos and local band Up Is The Down Is The. We'll be back Tuesday with more community stories. See you later. 